Hey, hey, everybody. It's your girl, No Mercy, here. It's Tuesday night, so you already know what time it is. It's time for No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. So those of you that have been here before, you already know who I am. But those of you that are new, thanks for joining. Uh, my name is Brooke Milbrook, formerly known in the fight business as Brooke No Mercy Gierdorf. I am a retired professional boxer. I held the WBC lightweight title until I retired. I was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame last year. Um, I have personally been through some good, some bad, and a lot of, of course, BS in the sport of women's boxing. Welcome to my platform. This is where we talk the talk and walk the walk. We will bring out the truth from behind the scenes in women's boxing. You will hear from pioneers of the sport, past boxers, current boxers, even future boxers and Hall of Famers. We'll be getting down and dirty and speaking the truth of what takes place in women's boxing. You definitely don't want to miss a single single show. So please make sure you like, subscribe, and share because you don't want to miss every Tuesday night with me, no mercy. Those of you that saw or have not saw, tonight's special guest is Sarah Savage French. She is now trained by my first professional coach, the notorious Sam Colonna from the original Windy City Gym in Chicago. Unfortunately, Windy City is no longer, but he has his new gym, Sam Colonna Boxing and MMA. Uh, in her sixth pro fight, she defeated Shania, I'm not sure how you say it, Shiana Geist. We'll ask her how you say that when she comes in here. But for the ABF USA title, please welcome to the show, Sarah French. What's Hello, up, Sarah? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thank good. you for the opportunity to have me here tonight. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a pleasure to have you. I obviously consider you a stable mate of mine, considering you now train with Sam. That's where, I, where it all started for me. So um, Sam is amazing. And I mean, I was when it when it was the gritty, gritty, nasty, stinky old Winnie City gym. You can't get better <laughs> than that. Um, but yes, um, Sam is Sam, no matter where he's training. So that's awesome. Um, I appreciate you coming on at late notice. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to be here, you know, late notice. Um, or not, you know, this is like fighting, time. right? You got to be ready. Right. Exactly. It's just like fighting. Yeah. You got to always be ready for, for that call or that message, right? There you go. Um, all right. First, um, I always like to kind of rewind and take it back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your childhood and your upbringing and what makes you Sarah. Um, so what makes Sarah Savage? Uh, you know, growing up, I wasn't really interested in academics. Um, I was always just had my eye on extreme sports. I loved whether it was skateboarding, um, you know, my first combat sport was karate, dirt biking, anything that was dangerous. And if the boys could do it, I wanted to do it better. Right. So, um, right. you know, that was me growing up. I was always playing in the mud. I was always a tomboy. Um, I grew up in a, you know, I had very loving parents that always believed in me and always let me do what I wanted to do um, with whatever I chose. You know, my mom, if I wanted to wear, you know, my hair down and um, you know, a t-shirt and basketball shorts. And that's what I was going to wear. Um, you know, they never, they always let me be me. Um, 
and yeah. you know let me be savage so um you know good upbringing um in lots of sports you know lots of sports my first love was skateboarding i competed i was a competitive competitive skateboarder um always placed first with through third and any competition I didn't, it was usually, I was the only girl. Um, so the boys didn't really like that too much. And I was uh, one of the first females to ever be on the Warp Skate Park skate team in Woodstock, Illinois. Um, you know, born and raised in a farm town, McHenry, Illinois. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what makes me savage and what makes me you know, Sarah Savage. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're both from Illinois. I grew up in a small town, Salmonock, Illinois. Probably never even heard of it. It's out in the sticks in the suburbs. <laughs> uh, close to like Aurora. You probably know where that's at. Okay, yeah. Not too far from there. Um, so yeah, real small town, but um, both coming from there, you know, we kind of know how that small town girl kind of, the whole thing goes. I grew up with two older brothers, so I was always doing what they were doing. So we have similar childhoods there. Um, always wanted to do the sports and what anything I could get my hands on at the time. But yeah, if they did it, I wanted to do it better than than my brothers. So, so <laughs> right. how that went. But yeah, no sisters, just older brothers. So the rough, tough lifestyle. That's how I grew up too. Yeah, um, uh, I actually have two sisters and a brother. Um, I feel like my brother and I, you know, he kind of showed me some extreme sports. I feel like my whole family they liked to do things that were not the most normal um you right. know my, and i remember like, growing up my brother would build like a little bike well he would do rollerblades and i he built a little ramp and i'm like you know what i'm gonna jump that with my bike and i was like five years old so i was always trying to keep up as you know keep up with him um and you know do those kind of things as well awesome yeah awesome i think that makes for a well-rounded um females as adults you know when you can do a little bit of both a little bit of both sides you know you know the the female side and you know the male side and you kind of throw them all together and you get a good mix that's how i look at it i was a big tomboy growing up and now i'm i mean i consider myself a, a lady now i don't know i'm still both but i can be both let's just put it that way we can do both right. sides we can do whatever we need to do um so yes before that i was going to ask you about the skateboarding you did the skateboarding and you said typically it was just mostly guys and obviously they didn't like that um, tell us a little bit about what you went through with having to compete with the boys. Um, you know, sometimes competing with the, the boys, they would get upset because they're like, well, she got, she placed because she's a girl and no, I, I placed because I utilize the whole park, you know, in skateboarding, you have to utilize the whole park. You can't just stay in one spot. Right. right. So, um, they would get upset about that. I'm like, well, no, you, you didn't place because you, you stayed over on this side of the park and I use the whole park in my run. Um, right. you know, I listened to at the time, my first coach, skateboarding coach, um, Rob Mudert, um, awesome guy. He, you know, he was like, you guys, he would always coach us. You utilize the whole park, you know, do a little bit of vert and street, which are two different. If you guys don't know what skateboarding lingo is, it's two different kinds of competition. He's like, utilize both, you know, be diverse. Um, so when you're competing, you know, you have to do that. You have to, yeah. you have to utilize everything around you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't just stick to one thing. You got to show everything you can do in order to win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, so from there at the young age, I think you said you were about like 14, 15 or so, um, is when you kind of transitioned into finding boxing. So tell us a yeah. little bit how and why you, you went to boxing. So how I found boxing is my mom would always be watching combat sports. Um, and 
you know, I would sit down with her, you know, every weekend there's always a fight on. And sometimes uh, my parents would have their friends over and have like a fight party. Um, yeah. But I, I loved watching the fights, whether it was UFC or um, boxing, you know, the first fight I ever watched was Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis when I was just a little kid. And I just loved it. I always fell in love with it. Um, so I asked her, you know, hey, mom, I really like this sport. I, I think I'd be interested in, um, you know, going to a, a gym or finding a gym. Can you help me find a gym? So she took me to um, a really well-known local gym at the time. And um, I started training and two weeks into training. Uh, the coach there, who was my first coach at the time, came up to me and he said, hey, you know, do you want to compete? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to compete. Um, yeah. he's like, I mean, he kind of, he didn't tell me right away, but later he's like, oh, you were a beast. <laughs> he's like, we, yeah. we had to get you out there. We had to get you competing. So, yeah. Yeah, short short amount of time. Um, I had the same same scenario. They, they just kind of throw you in there with the lions and see how you do. But um, I'm grateful for it. I think, it, you know, it made me that much tougher going in with little experience and then jumping right in. So, Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it, it prepares you for the, definitely prepares you for the pros when you're just thrown in there, when you don't really know what you're doing, but right. you know, you're tough enough to handle what they're doing. Um, so you just kind of figure it out. Um, oh. That's, that's exactly how I was thrown in there. So my first sparring session was actually with Rita Figueroa. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Rita was uh, definitely one and, of my sparring partners. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at the time, you know, I, I was only 15 and, and Christy Gearhart, they both came out to the gym you know, they they I didn't really know much. You know, I was just I was just there to be tough, right? Like I didn't yeah. know how to utilize the jab or the punches. I was just there, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat these girls. And oh no, I got whooped. <laughs> I mean, I got really whooped, and it was a humbling yeah, experience. So yeah, and that's was, so funny because the first time I think I started out at a gym in Aurora, a local gym, um, with Jesse Torres. He was also a fighter. Um, so I did amateurs with him, but then he didn't really take people pro. So that's kind of how I transitioned to working with Sam. Um, and I, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty 99% sh sure Rita was probably my very first sparring partner too. Um, she's, she was there way before me. Um, but yeah, I think she was my first sparring partner too. Um, and a couple of other amateur fighters that were there, but yeah, Rita is amazing. Rita's amazing. She'll be on the show a little bit later in the year, but, um, yeah, Rita is definitely amazing. Um, very talented. Um, and she's got a very good story to tell too. So. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that, but yeah, Rita's a, Rita's tough. She's an all around, definitely an all around athlete, and very good for, um, but works very well with people when she's helping them in sparring. Like she knows when to kind of let go or hold back a little bit. She's a very good sparring partner with new people. Let's we'll put it that way. Absolutely, uh, and an amazing um, coach too. She's actually cornered me in a few of my amateur fights. Um, yeah, which was an awesome experience as well. Uh, so you know, just all around, you know, somebody to look up to in, um, Chicago boxing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Chicago boxing. There's not too, there's a few of us, but not, not too many females come to not too many females that I can name off the top of my head from Chicago. So the, the few of us that there are, we definitely got to stick together. That's for sure. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about your amateur days. Did you go right into just amateur shows? I know I got thrown right into the gloves. Did you fight so, the gloves first or did you have some amateur fights first? So actually, my 10-year anniversary of my first amateur fight is tomorrow. Oh, um, happy anniversary. Right. Um, so, no, I had one show fight, and then I had to do the gloves. Um, so when I started boxing, and I, I started when I was 15, um, I was inconsistent, you know, wasn't taking it serious. And then once I turned 19, um, you know, 
didn't have a lot of money, um, really had to earn my right in the gym as far as, you know, I, I could afford the lessons here and there, but I really, it was going to the gym, sparring and training and doing the few lessons that I could afford. And then working out in my living room at the time with a yes. sauna suit. And like, I had like a little thing of weights and like, I didn't, but there was no excuse, you know, I, I wanted it and I still want it, but I, I wanted it so bad at the time just to get my first fight. Right. I would be in my living room, shadow boxing, doing push-ups, just the basic stuff, you know, with no equipment. Um, yeah. and I go to the gym and spar to get ready for my first fight. And I, my first fight, I didn't even have the proper boxing gear. I had soppy shorts and a tank top. So, I mean, I didn't have any, like it was- Hey, I know, found somebody in the pro ranks with a dang wife beater and some basketball shorts. So, hey. Hey, I mean, right? I've seen it all. <laughs> but you, yeah, right. And you know, I mean, it, it didn't look bad or anything, but you know, that's what I had and I made it work. And it, you know, it was black on black. And that, you know, that was my thing at the time. And all I had was a pair of boxing shoes. I didn't have trunks. And just the tank top and it was my first fight and i had to fight this girl that was six one and i'm like oh no it was a woman a grown woman at the time i was 19. um i want to say maybe she was 30 um when we fought so i look and i'm like oh man i gotta fight this girl who's six foot you know i'm really nervous um go in there i, I want to say the first round I, I lost and i remember my coach at the time he said you have the ability to change any round that you want. I ended up eight counting her all the rest of the rounds. Won my first fight, um, super pumped. And then uh, went into Golden Gloves and won my first Golden Gloves by second round TKO, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, I only actually have eight amateur fights, so I didn't really have a long amateur career. Yeah. I didn't but, even, uh, I think I had eight or nine. Yeah. All right. Not so you can relate. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate. And the first girl that I fought at the gloves was um, 6'3". So I can relate to that story, too. I'm oh, five my gosh. Four. Yeah, I'm 5'4". So, yeah, I can relate um, to that whole story. The first girl that I fought, actually, so I fought her, and we were both, you know, we're hippie. We like to, you know, eat all organic and all that stuff. We're, gonna, we're like best friends now. Um, so she's one of my teammates and helps me out with a lot. Awesome. But, yeah. yeah. I've still talked to several of the girls I fought in the amateurs. So it's just the boxing sisterhood. I feel, um, I mean, you get you, every now and then you have that, those few that you just can't, you can't get along with for, for right. one reason or another, but about 95%, I would say of the girls, whether I fought or not, I can talk to them today. Like, just like a sisterhood, like a sorority. I think right. you just you all got to stick together. It's just, that's just how women's boxing is. That's what you got to do. It is. We really do got to stick together. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so from there, uh, you had the brief amateur career, similar to me. Then you go decide to go pro. When and what made you what made you decide to go pro? Uh, Twenty sixteen is when I decided to go pro. Um, I just felt like my style was a little bit more of a pro style, and uh, it was just something I wanted to pursue. You know, I felt like at the time, the amateur boxing scene wasn't really for me. So I just, you know, I was like, let's go pro. Um, kind of just went for it. Um, my first pro fight, I lost actually my first pro fight um, to a, somebody that nobody wanted to fight at the time. The, you know, I fought she a was girl two who was and two and you fought her the first time, right? Two and oh, and then as an amateur on Team USA is seven, like 78 and 10. Um, but uh, ended up fighting and it was, it wasn't, a very exciting fight it wasn't anything special um 
but I did, I, I just came up short and it was a great experience. And I think it was one of those moments that it's either going to make or break you. And it was like, no, yeah. I'm hungry. And like, here we go. You know, I just had, I didn't fight. That was not a tune up or what some people like to call. I don't, I don't really like using the word bum, but, um, trying to think of a better word. Um, uh, it was somebody who was established in boxing and really had a great skill set. And yeah. I think that showed a lot, you know, I wasn't trying to take the easy way in and trying to get a win. I wanted to fight the best. Yeah, she was uh, an up and coming rising star at the time, especially with her um, amateur background. People were probably watching her coming off yeah. the team, you would say, expecting a lot. So, yeah, Absolutely. to fight her at 2 0, that's a big jump. And that's uh, you earn a lot of respect from that, I'm sure, from everybody in the boxing scene at the time. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but after that, you did go three and one. So you won yep. your next three fights. And then you got yep. the rematch yeah. in 2018 for the ABF USA title. Yep, at um, 154. Yeah. And so at that fight, um, you and the fight that I watched, everybody seemed pretty upset with that yeah. fight. So tell us about how you felt about the – I mean, obviously, that everybody felt like you won the fight. It was a decision. Yeah. So um, it was so a draw. It ended up being a draw. It ended up being um, a draw, Yes. So, you know, I was very consistent that um, year. I was on a three-fight win streak. Um, I just came off of a win against the African Olympian, Edith Goki. So I was feeling very confident, you know, in my best shape, staying busy, which we all like to stay busy, right? It's very yeah. hard being a woman box, being in women's boxing, staying very active. Um, so I was so pumped to have the uh, rematch because, to be honest, in that first fight, I lost to myself. Um, I yeah. think I let the 2-0 and record get to me. And to be honest, in the first fight, there wasn't many punches that landed. There was just two that landed. And the second punch did, you know, my nose did break. But after that, you know, I, I didn't get hit. And I was starting to land my shots. I feel like if I had a little more time, I probably would have edged out one. So I was like, yeah, I want I want my revenge. I want I want this yeah. fight, you know. This is, this is about me. This is about... Um, showing that that first fight was a fluke. Um, you know, yeah. I lost against Sarah, you know, Sarah didn't lose against that opponent. Right. Um, so I came in, in some of the best shape. I started that I had a 10 week camp. Um, and 154 was very easy for me to make. Uh, I feel like that's, you know, that's the heaviest I ever would want to fight. I don't really have interest in fighting at 154 anymore, but, um, I was like, I came in strong, you know, walking around pretty much at weight. I was eating the day of weigh-ins just felt like a champ. Uh, felt on top of the world. And I mean, I remember in the fight, I was just smiling, having fun, being me. You know, that's me. That's the best me that you'll ever see in the ring. If I'm smiling and I'm moving and grooving, then you know that uh, that the fight is, you know, I'm taking it. I'm taking, I'm taking the W. So at the, uh, the fight went great. I mean, I thought I edged out every round. I backed her up. I had her on the ropes. Um, they gave it a draw, and I don't know if it's because they didn't want that O to go. Sometimes we see that, um, but it is what it is. You know, I was actually that was probably one of the fights I was most upset because I just put everything in to that camp. You know, I sacrificed yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel you there. Um, I did watch the fight, and I definitely think that you edged you edged the decision. Um, but I can tell you, I've been on the receiving end of that too many times, so. I will, you know, I'm not surprised anymore. Oh, uh, for sure. I'm definitely not surprised uh, with how, 
with how the judging goes. And that's nationwide. That's not just uh, locally or anywhere else. I've watched several fights recently that I was really pissed when they read the decisions um, because I know how it feels. You know how it feels um, when you put everything you have into a fight and then it gets taken away from you, not because you've lost the fight, but because of one, I mean, maybe where it was at, um, they're fighting in their home. Like, mine typically was I was fighting champions for their belts in their hometown. So everybody knows how right. that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you might've had something similar. Um, you know, people, they didn't want her oh to go because she was supposed to be this great fighter. We've all seen it. We've all experienced it. Um, I don't think that will ever change. That's on men and women. It's not just on the women's side. Absolutely. Uh, so don't get me wrong there, but it's very frustrating to watch it happen, um, mm-hmm. especially when you've lived it and you really you you just see all that hard work go to waste and you feel like it was like what was it like? It doesn't even feel like it was worth it at that point. I mean, obviously it was, and you keep moving forward, but briefly for a brief amount of time, you're just stuck in your feelings because you're like, damn, like I literally. I didn't lose that shit. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah I, I remember being so pissed off at the end of that fight that, um, you know, at the end when I saw the doctor, I was like, ma'am, you have to calm down. Your, your heart rate is so high right now. And I'm like, I'm pissed. I mean, I just yeah. sacrificed so much. And, you know, yeah. when you're starting out your career, you're, you're, you're not getting these huge payouts. I mean, no. what you put in, you're not getting back at all. No. Um, and it was just, it was, you know, everything combined. That was that was my moment to be like, hey, that first fight was a fluke. But yeah. um, my opponent did end up reaching out to me and say, hey, I know when I take an L and that was a loss. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Doesn't give me my W back, but it, you know, at least. Yeah, was- it signifies a little bit that she gave you enough respect to let you know that she knew she knew what really happened. Right. Most fighters would never do that. No. Um, so kudos to her for that. That's for sure. Um, and who knows, maybe you'll get to fight her again. I mean, right. I don't know. Is she still fighting? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't seen her names, so I don't know. Maybe she's not fighting anymore, but you never know. Maybe. Right. She's a little bit okay. older now, so I don't know if she's retired or, you know. Yeah, I haven't heard the name in a while, so maybe maybe she's not fighting. Maybe she's retired, but either way, still, at least you got the rematch with her and everybody knows how it went, so. Right. Um, right. But you did get to fight again for the ABF title in 2018 against, is it Sheehan Geist? Cheyenne Gist? Cheyenne Gist? Gist? Okay. Gist? Cheyenne Gist? She was 4 yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about that fight and how it felt finally winning your first title. So came back down to uh, 147, which um, I'm comfortable fighting at. And... Uh, staying so active so it's still in shape from the last fight it was i want to say six months after the the fight for the abf before and um yeah i just came in and you know i won unanimously i there was a moment in where the ref broke his part and it was like oh i almost got her out of there um it was a great fight um pretty sure she never fought after that again um and yeah you know i got my i got my belt back so that was you know awesome to get and yeah. at 147 where i naturally feel strong um great moment i had so many fans and at there to so many fans there to watch me um which made the moment even better yeah yeah it's always nice when you can have your family and friends there because uh that doesn't happen often when you're traveling that's for sure 
especially yeah. depending on where it's at. They can't always make it. It's, yeah, it's your expensive enough. Yeah, well, I know it's expensive enough is enough for us, let alone have asking family to fork out some money to for you know traveling and hotel and food and you know all that good stuff. So um, it's always nice when you can have them there to watch you shine. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so after that, you jumped straight up to in 2019 fighting. Everybody knows, and I'm pretty sure everybody watching the show knows Hannah Rankin. Mm -hmm. um, she is a well-known fighter. Um, and you jumped up, took that fight. It was for the IBO world title. Um, I yep. definitely have not had the pleasure of watching that one because I even asked you, I sent you a message, where is this fight? Because I need to see it. And I, it's not posted anywhere. So if you guys want to see the fight, um, it's not online. So don't waste your time looking it up because you can't find it. Because I It was online, but they ended up taking it down. Um unfortunately great fight um i don't know if it's because you know the commenters were ripping her a new one on how good i look no i'm just kidding but um no you know um it was a good fight and it was entertaining and the comment commenters made it even more entertaining well man i don't know you gotta see if you can get a hold of um the promoters or something see if they'll give yeah. you a copy yeah actually i did i did get a hold of them and they said it would be like this ridiculous amount of money in pounds and i was i, I was like that's not worth it <laughs> yeah so well it was like you know fifteen thousand pounds or something wait it out somebody will probably post it yeah hopefully right yeah just wait it out i mean i've seen a lot of fights online that i've never seen before with with people like sneaking them out there and putting them on youtube or whatever so it, it may it may resurface it may resurface um but yeah you definitely feel like you won that fight I would love to watch the fight. And like I said, hopefully we'll get to see that fight one day because um, I'm sure it was a good fight. With your fight style and her fight style, it had to, that made for a good match. Yeah, she couldn't touch me. I mean, um, there was, there were so many moments in that fight. I, I remember one time, you know, just me having fun. And even the commenters at the time, they were like, oh, look at the American. She's just smiling. This is natural. This isn't something that's taught. This is just natural skill, natural talent. I remember kind of like winging my fist down at the ground, like, oh, made you look. And I hit her with the jab, just nice and hard. And I was just laughing. And I was like, oh, see, like, you know, and I, I remember in that moment, I was in her hometown and I went through so many things in that camp. And it, once it got to the moment of being in the ring, I didn't feel nervous. I just felt like I'm going to, I'm going to win. Like, I know I'm going to win. Like yeah. I didn't come all this way not to win. And I know that they don't want me to win, but unfortunately, they gave it to her unanimous decision. I had me up seven rounds to three, but what are you going to do? I mean, it's boxing. So it is, it's definitely boxing. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Well, um, for example, um, uh, let's take the Serrano Cruz fight. How do you, did you watch that? Yeah. Um, I would love to know what you thought about the fight. That was, that was a crazy fight. It was a crazy um, fight. I, uh, I have my own personal opinion on it, but I want to hear what you think. I think it was a hard fight to score. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, the scores were at the end. I think a little off. Um, was it was it unanimous? Um, or was I, it, I think it was unanimous. I mean, I could. It definitely should have been a split if anything right um i think it but, was unanimous all for serrano i believe um if it was a split i'd have to go back and look at it now i would i 
I was thrown by the whole thing with the, the amount of the scorecards. If it, even if it was a split, the two that she won, um, it was like almost every round. And I was very disappointed in that. Um, yeah, I didn't think that she won. I didn't think that either. I thought it was, I thought it was a very good fight. Um, and I was just disappointed in the scoring of the cards because Cruz um, fought her ass off. And I feel like Serrano, um, and I love Serrano. If Serrano, if you're listening, no disrespect whatsoever. You're a tremendous and you will be an absolute Hall of Famer, tremendous fighter. But yeah. that fight, I feel like Cruz, Serrano had a hard time hitting her. The way that she was fighting, she was landing 10 to 1 to Serrano's yeah. punches. And I want to see the punch count. They never did show the punch count. I want to see the punch, the punch stats. Um, yeah, because she probably did throw more. Cruz probably did throw more punches. I think she threw a lot more punches, and she was landing. Serrano has never looked like that in a fight. She was landing punches. Um, I think that's Serrano's toughest fight. I agree. Um, and I just felt really bad for Cruz um, because regardless of the outcome, they already had the rematch with Taylor set. So there was absolutely no way in hell that they were going to let her lose that fight. No. Um, so I was just kind of a little disappointed with, with how it all came out, um, for Cruz. Um, but yeah. it was a great fight and I am looking forward to, um, watching the rematch with her and Katie. I think it's going to be, I think they're both going to be different fighters. The second I do time too. Around. I do too. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, um, seeing which one can one up the other because it's going to be they're they're both going to come out completely different fighters. I don't think either one will look the same. No, and I think that Katie is that fighter that you, the second time you have to fight her, it's going to be different. She's going to yeah. adapt because she already fought you before. I think she's going to yeah. come out a little different. Yeah. So it's going to make for a really good rematch. Um, like you said with Cruz, they already had that plan. You know. Yeah. But. We will see Cruz again. There's no yeah, way that we'll we definitely see her again. Cruz is a tremendous fighter. We'll definitely see her again. Um, and hopefully after the Taylor fight, her and Serrano can rematch. Because that, right. that's a fight I would pay to see. Right. Um, I would absolutely love to see that rematch because it was a that was definitely fight of the year so far. Definitely fight oh, yeah. of the year so far. Um, for men and women, I think just yeah, oh, men and women. Hundred percent men and women. And I I I would hundred percent pay to see that rematch. That one could even do be a trilogy. I mean, that's going to be go down as those two are going to be like, that's going to be like the matchup of the century. I mean, you're talking, um, you know, both of them come from that kind of, that kind of fighting style background. Um, and it's just explosion action. So yeah, I can't wait. I really hope those two get at least get a rematch, if not a trilogy. Um, cause that, that was exciting. Definitely exciting. Um, so um, after that, now I know your next fight was in Hammond, Indiana, which I'm very familiar with because I fought in Hammond, Indiana. Um, I fought Mary McGee in Indiana um, and gave her her first loss in Indiana. Yeah. Um, so I'm very familiar with Hammond, Indiana and Mary. Um, did you know that I was at that fight? I did not know that you were at that fight. Yeah, I was at your fight on February 8th, 2020. Um, I came to support the all-female card. Um, so I drove down with my, my dad and my brother came with me. And we drove down and we were actually ringside. 
So that was the first time I got to fight, watch you fight live. Um, I didn't get to ever talk to you afterwards, but, um, but yeah, Tish was fighting on that card. Like I had to come support Tish. Um, I came to support Mary, of course, because it was her fought her card. Um, that was the first time I got to watch Bridges fight in person. I mean, so many of them were there. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to actually speak to a lot of them. Um, but I was ringside. So I did get, to, I was there and I did get to watch you fight there. So, um, you did win that fight. Um, unanimous decision i believe um and i can't i can't oh christina berry i was like shoot i'm stuck on who you were fighting um christina berry i thought you had a very good performance in that fight yeah yeah absolutely um Um, so yeah that fight was kind of put together last minute i want to say i found out about my opponent five days because we weren't sure if i was going to be on the card or if i was but at the time, Tish um, and I met at a photo shoot. And that's the first time I ever met. I knew who she was. Um, she is one of my role models, Lithidia Robinson, my idol. Um, the first, was she, she was the first female champ of Chicago, correct? Yeah, I believe she was champ. Yes, she was champion before Rita. Yeah. And then I believe after Tish was Rita, and then there was me, um, and then there was Jessica. Mm-hmm. And then now you. Yeah. Um, so Latidia and I became really good friends for that. And I helped her with her camp. And um, I was actually the first female to ever spar with her, she said. So um, I saw her at the photo shoot. Um, we were at Mary's gym and Mary invited us to come, you know, get some photos and exposure for our fights. Um, and we ended up becoming like really great friends. She would travel to my gym. I would travel to her gym. Um, and it was just an awesome experience to be with like one of the greats, um, one of the yeah. pioneers of boxing and just get to train with her. Uh, we had a lot of fun, um, you know, in the back, it was just, you know, me and her, we prayed together before our fights. Um, it, it was just an amazing experience to have with somebody who's just one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, in the ring. Yeah. Not in the ring, but, um, definitely um, outside the ring. Yeah. And it was just a really awesome experience to just get to uh, become really good friends with her and, uh, her and I, you know, keep in touch all the time. So, um, no, just an awesome person. That was the best part about that fight. Um, yeah. was getting to, yeah, just in, have like a new yeah. friend, a new, a new stable mate. Yeah. Somebody new, somebody old, somebody old, somebody new, something borrowed, something new that, yeah. that same. Um, we have a couple comments I better get to before we keep going on. Um, night gangsta 24. Thanks for joining in. And he's, they, I don't know if it's he he or she, but they said that definitely had to be a tough fight against Hannah Rankin. I'm sure. No, that's what they said. They had to be a tough fight against Hannah. I'm sure they didn't see the fight. Um, actually I felt like that was one of my easier fights. Believe it or not, um, not because I'm not taking anything away from her skill. I just don't know if it was the whole camp and everything I had to go through to get to that point. Right. Um, but once I got in there, it was just, let's go. You know, I felt like it was. I, I felt like it was my hometown at that point. You know. Yeah. Um. But no, it was it was a great opportunity and it got me the exposure. Um. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was one of my toughest opponents. I believe you. I believe you. 
Um, and it was, and, and Hannah was, I think she only had like six fights at the time too. Yeah. So you guys were pretty even as far as I think your she experience. Was six and three. Six and three. Okay. Okay. So but a yeah, little bit more experience, but yeah, I mean, not like, um, it's not like you were ages apart in, in experience in the pros. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it made for a good fight either way. Yeah. Um, Tony, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. And he says he thinks it was 98, 93 on all cards for the, for the Serrano Cruz fight. I do too. That actually, now that you say that, I do believe it was a unanimous decision. And I think that sounds about right. He um, had uh, Serrano up 98, 93. Yeah, he thinks that all three judges scored at 98, 93 for Serrano. So basically okay. they gave two rounds or three rounds, three rounds to Cruz. Those rounds are, there was a lot of close rounds. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Thanks, Tony, for that info, because I could have Googled it while we were on here, but I didn't. It wasn't that serious. It was still a great fight. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Still a great fight, but thank you for the info. That's why I always like when the people in the chats help you out, because they can, they know facts. I'm not looking at stats right now. I'm just talking. Um, so appreciate you guys. Uh, but yeah, going back to Tish, um, I've known Tish since, geez, my amateur days. Um because when I was amateur, I she was training. She was training. Um, I can't even remember her name for the life of me right now. I don't know why. But a girl that she was training in the amateurs, um, I fought twice. Um, okay. God, what is her name? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, I fought her twice. Because the first time I fought her and I beat her, um, Tish was really, really upset. Um, <laughs> she was so mad that I beat her. She's passionate. Her. Yeah. Um, and so we got the opportunity to fight again on another card. And I remember the time that I fought her in the rematch, I had the flu. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, it was bad. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like I couldn't breathe out my nose. You know how it is when you're sick. And I was like, man, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I can't back out of this fight because I don't want to look like, you know. So we went and fought. And I beat her. I beat her the second time. But I was definitely like throwing up in after the fight was over because, oh. because I didn't have no way I couldn't breathe. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't remember if I, for life me what her name was, but, um, it was good. It was good. And, um, I commend her for that because she definitely, she took it serious. She, she believed in her fighters and she still does. Um, and she's a great, great, great person. Um, it's funny because after I came to that fight of yours in Indiana, um, I started talking to Tish again after that. And um, she's like, oh, you got to come out of retirement. Like, we got to we gotta show up all these youngsters. Like, we got to the old school. Like, old school. We got to come out and show them what the old school is all about. And, man, I thought about it. I definitely thought about it at the time. I was contemplating it. Um, and then I got pregnant not too long after that with my youngest. Um, he's 20 months. So, yeah. But, like, not long after that. But... Um, I contemplated it because Tish was like, man, we can train together because I was still living in Illinois then. She's like, we can train together. We can. And I was like, man, yeah, like we could do this. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. But um, yeah, I, I contemplated it. Tish almost had me talked into it. She almost had me talked yeah, into right? it. We got to school these Sweet. young girls. We got to school these <laughs> young girls. And I said, yeah, we got to show them what we're all about. But, uh, I don't know. Has she fought since then? I haven't seen her name out there since no, then. No, she hasn't fought, but I think she is training at the 
training kids at the park district now. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know she always definitely worked with, with kids, um, and stuff. So, I mean, at least she's still involved somehow. I, I, I don't think that'll ever change. Um, but I was like, man, she made her comeback fight and then I haven't seen her. Yeah. But that's just probably because nobody wants to fight her. It's kind of well, like a Chevelle Hallback. Nobody wants to fight her. And then the pandemic hit. So all of us were kind of sitting still. Like, what yeah. are we going to do? We're gonna, and anybody that was fighting, it was going to be on a big show. And, you know, we're now finally seeing women yeah. on, you know, these bigger promotions, which I feel like yeah. we need to see more, you know? I yeah, feel like I agree. every card should have a woman's bout, if not two. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I agree. Um, and I really think that the Serrano fight should have been all female card. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was up until like right before, and I was watching the undercards and all of oh, the weigh-ins actually. Um, and I'm like, they have like three or four guys on the card. I thought it was an all female card. Um, yeah. it should have been an all female card. Uh, I think, but I mean, it is what it is. We get put on the guys' cards. I guess it doesn't hurt to put them on our cards sometimes, but like one would have been fine. The rest could have been females. <laughs> I don't know. You know I'm being it selfish. It would be awesome. Like they had Serrano versus Cruz or with this Serrano versus Taylor. It's like, why not have a couple major mega fights, whether it's men or women, but stagger them. Like, all right, let's have the main card be the women. And then we'll have the co-main be a huge. Let's, I'm just going to throw Caleb. Plant versus Benavides. Let's just say that would be the co-main. And yeah. then do another crazy. Well, here's know. why that would never happen is because the men would never agree to that. Nope, they wouldn't. Never. Like we have to we have to be okay with being the co-main. Like for years. Actually. If we get actually, to be the co-main. Actually, for years, we couldn't even be the co-main. We were like the cards before the cards. Yeah, the um, prelims. Even our title fights were not mm -hmm. even not even on the cards um i fought televised i want to say two or three times and one was on the best damn sports show when i fought in california it was an all females card um that's where i met chevelle hall back in california and terry blair and um kalisha west i met so many people at that fight card uh it was an all female card so that one, and then the title fight rematch with Mia St. John in Mexico, of course, was televised because it was in Mexico. Right. Um, it was Mia St. John. Uh, but we were the co-main. We were not the main event. Um, and then I think the Olivia Grula in Canada fight was televised in Canada. I don't think it was televised in the States, though. Um, and actually, the Alicia Ashley fight in New York, I think, was streamed, but it wasn't televised. So a few times, but I was only the main of, I don't even know. I think I was the only the main event once, maybe twice, but call me once or twice. But yeah, usually we didn't even get that. So we're making a little bit of progress. Um, when we're I fought Reagan, I got the main, the main event. But um, when I fought Cheyenne for the belt here in my hometown, it was the only title fight on the card. And we were like the fourth fight. Yeah. And and I had so many people in and by the after my fight, the whole place just cleared out. It was like almost empty. Yeah. So I was like, why not Isn't make it you know, why so not make it the main event? Yeah, it's dumb. Um I know that when I was in the heat of my career, I wanted to fight overseas so bad, like every single fight, because one they were making not like the men make, but a little bit of more money mm -hmm. um than we were making. And they got the exposure and the respect over there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to fight Ina Menzer so bad. Um I tried to fight her so many times, her and um, 
Oh, I can't think of her name right now. It'll come to me later. But there's another one over there that held the belts for a long time. Um, but I tried to fight them so many times, um, but they, they declined. But, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, that's just because over there they were getting the respect. They were getting the card time. Um, you know, they were getting main or co-main. They were making a little more money. They were always televised over there. Um, and it's famous over there. I can tell you, out of all my fights, the one that I – where I felt like a celebrity was in Mexico. And it's surprising because it was the Mia St. John fight. Um, obviously, it was the rematch because, you know, she felt like she was robbed the first time when she fought me when I was 3-0. and And she won the rematch in Mexico. But boxing over there is like, like you have to drink water to survive. I mean, <laughs> everybody loves boxing over there. Um, yeah. and I was there for a week and a half before, because we had to do like, you know, the, the pre-fight workout, the public workout, we had to do the press conferences, like after press conference, we had to do, um, like we went to a local hospital for the WBC charity cares. Um, and we, we did signings and took pictures with the kids, the, you know, I mean, we did a lot of stuff while I was there, but I couldn't leave the hotel room without people bombarding me, um, to go eat or to go, I wanted to go like shop the little markets and, that's the only time in my entire career that I actually felt like I was somebody. Um, and the guys feel like that every day. I mean, I can walk around locally and one or two people might recognize you. I mean, right. over there, I mean, everybody wanted photos. Everybody wanted autographs. I just, it's just because they care so much about the sport and they respect the athletes so much um, that I think everybody wants to fight over there. And that's why all the fights today, most of the big fights are, overseas somewhere yeah. because i mean we're starting to make more money here but the money over there is phenomenal compared to here i Absolutely. mean it's you know but we're still making strides we're making good strides i can't say we're not growing yeah um so after that fight that i watched you fight at um you did i think that's when you made your career change and you decided to switch coaches and start working yeah. with sam so yep. tell us a little about um, the career change, why you wanted to change it up and make the move, and why'd you pick Sam? So Sam's gym has always been my happy place. Um, before he was even my coach, uh, I numer numerous fights, I've spent my birthday there just to train, and it's always just been my happy place. That was where the girls went on Sunday to spar, and um, I saw how, how, how amazing of a person Sam is. He's just yeah. a really amazing person. The things he does for people around him and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk about it or anything. He just does so much for all the fighters at the gym. Yeah. And whether or not they're going to be a superstar, he doesn't care. He, he, he's just, he's almost like a dad to all of us. Yeah. And, um, so I was training there and, um, I did a lot of my camp for the Christina Berry fight there, and he helped me with a lot of my sparring. He's the one who got me on the card for um, the Honda Civic um, Center. And uh, I just, you know, I felt like that was the place I wanted to make a home. Um, and I did. And, you know, now it's just blown up into something even more amazing than I thought it was going to be. Um, I host classes there. I started a fight team with amazing group of people. Um, some really talented young adults um that i can't wait until they they're gonna have their first golden gloves this year it's the 100 year anniversary i know yeah. that someone it, 
not someone, one of them are going to end up being a champion, if not all of them, in Golden Gloves. So I'm really excited for that. Um, we have a Tuesday and Thursday morning thing. Thursdays we spar. Tuesdays we do conditioning. Um, we work on basic technique and stuff like that. But we just built, there's probably 20 of us, 20, 21 of us, and we have a, men and women too. So it's not just men, it's women. We have probably just as many girls as we do guys. Right. Um, but, you know, Sam's let me make a, a home there, and, uh, you know, he, he lets me teach class, and, you know, he lets me corner with him, and he's just made me feel like an important person at his gym. So um, it ended up working out and being the best move for me. Um, we can't wait to showcase what we've been working on. Um, we've been, you know, we've been working, and we're laser-focused right now, so we're just waiting for the right opportunity to present itself for us to take advantage of it. Yeah, I do know, um, I, I love Sam to death. I mean, he he was the beginning, and I still, I mean, still to this day, can have so much respect for Sam um, and love when I get to see him out and about or if we make it to the fights or whatever. Um, but, yes, he truly cares, um, genuinely knows his stuff um, inside and outside the ring. Um, he's very good to talk to um, if you're having problems, no matter if it's related or, or not related um, to the sport um, and just genuinely cares about every single person in the gym. Um, always has, always will. Um, and yeah, like you said, definitely goes above and beyond. Um, so I was super, super glad um, to make the choice to, to go work with him when I turned pro. Um, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. And I, I want you to talk about, because not many people have the opportunity um, but one, one of the only times I ever got sparring with females was at Sam's gym. So um, walk us through or just kind of maybe go over like some of the female sparring sessions because and some of the girls that are there, um, just because I know that was literally the only time uh, aside from the time that I traveled to Kentucky to spar with Terry Blair. Um, I think that's the only other time I ever sparred with a female. Um, because Sam always had girls, whether they were amateurs, pros, you know, um, pioneers, whatever. There was always at least a couple of females. So yeah. kudos to Sam for always having that available. Um, I mean, I sparred, don't get me wrong. I sparred with a lot of guys there too. But there was always females at one time or another. There was females where you could get a female day. Um, so just kind of tell about that because I don't think a lot of gyms have that. So um, every Sunday we have female sparring, just like it was when I went there before I was with Sam. Um, and I want to say we probably have no less than 20 females that show up, all shapes and sizes. So and that's another thing. It's hard to find your, you know, somebody yeah. of your size. So um, we have amazing ta talent that comes in. Um, girls that are green girls that are national champs we have uh, mary mcgee comes in spars she's actually one of my stable mates somebody i look up to um and one of my main sparring partners um we have also a young female out of gregory boxing gym who's uh went to all the national champions her name's talia she's a really good sparring partner for me um rough girl she's only 17 wait till she gets to be in her 20s she's gonna be one to reckon with um but uh, we have, oh man, everybody. Was, the sparring is insane and we all get our rounds. We all 
get our time to shine in the ring and Sam does such a great job of coordinating it. Um, you know, we'll get that. Everybody gets that text about oh, seven o'clock on a Wednesday. Hey, you ready to spar on Sunday? And we show up and everybody's there. So it's a pretty yeah. amazing atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Um, yeah. And it's good. And I think a lot of it is because Sam pulls fighters Sam has so many freaking connections, whether it's local or not local. Um, he can literally pull fighters from the air, I feel like, <laughs> to come to stuff. Um, <laughs> I know when I was getting ready for fights and stuff, I mean, he would just make a phone call and there would be people, people from every gym because everybody knows Sam, everybody likes Sam. Um, and he would call all the local gyms and then the, the, they would just flock in like, hey, we're getting together on such and such date at this time. Have your fighters there. We're doing a sparring day. And I mean, it would be like a whole day thing. Um, but yeah, I think that's a lot to do with it is um, he wants to make everybody feel comfortable. He wants everybody to have somebody on their experience. Um, and then if you're not, I mean, he knows how to work with people. I mean, there were so many times that I sparred where I can only throw jabs or I can only work defense or yep. I'm sure you've had it too. Uh, yeah. So he makes sure that nobody is getting carried away and he makes sure that nobody's getting hurt. Um, and everybody's respecting each other's um, ability and their level of experience. Um, Cause I know I sparred with a lot of girls that weren't the same level as me, but he would always make it even like, Hey, you can only throw a jab or Hey, you can't throw anything. You just work defense, let them work. Um, and then, you know, we would rotate it around, but all around great that way. Um, so that's the, another thing that I absolutely love about the Chicago boxing scene um, is that was the, the one and only place where I could get female sparring. Probably same for you. I mean, if, if there's yep. not too many other gyms that I can even think of today that have female sparring. Um, I think, I don't know, Rick, I might have, Rick has a few other females in Ramos in um, Chicago probably, but other than that, I don't know any other local ones. Um, Angie, um, Angie Passmore in the comments, she is a amateur fighter that I met at the, um, hall of fame induction. She's an amazing girl, woman, I should say, not a girl. She is a grown woman. Um, she came in and said there are way more fans overseas. Definitely agree with that. Um, we are making progress here. Slow. Some progress is better than no progress. It seems there is a lack of support in the U S for female boxers. If Oh, it is a theme here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know, Angie. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I mean, it's getting better, but I don't think we're going to see it in our time. Yeah. It's, um, it's still rough. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that's going to. Oh, Angie, you know, I love you, girl. Um, she says, Sarah, where are you from? Sarah is from Chicago. Well, actually, I don't know if she was. Yeah, she's from Illinois. I'm actually from McHenry, Illinois. A little. I wouldn't even say it's a. Outside the suburbs, it's 20 minutes uh, south of the border of Wisconsin. Yes. So, um, little farm town, born and raised, you know. Yeah. Um, so she, that's where she's from. So she's she is my stable mate. She trains with Sam Colonna, which is where I started my professional career. Angie, since you missed the beginning, we'll we'll fill you in. Um, the Serrano fight, we were just talking about our opinions on the fight, um, how the, the scorecards read um, a little bit briefly, nothing serious, um, no disrespect to either fighter. Um, 
And then we were talking about the rematch and how bad we would like to see a Serrano Cruz 2 after the Katie Taylor fight. Um, yeah, you were in Cali with the all-girl amateur tournament that I was watching on Facebook Live. Speaking of, girls just want a box is in the building. Um, are you familiar with the girls just want a box? Uh, yeah, I believe, I'm pretty sure I follow the Instagram. They have an Instagram, okay. right? Okay, yeah. yes. If you don't, uh, make sure you check them out. Um, they, yes, they, um, she said, that is great to have. We offer female sparring for all gyms in our local area every last Sunday of the month. So important to have other females to spar with. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. Girls Just Want to Bax is in Canada. Um, Angie, which one's um, the all-female tournament? I was watching it live on Facebook. Um, it was in Cali, right? Hello? Yeah. Lost Beautiful brawlers. Thank you, girls. Just want a box. I don't know why I had the two of you confused. For Beautiful brawlers. Beautiful brawlers. You need to follow both of them either way because I follow both of them. They're both phenomenal organizations. So girls just want a box. And Beautiful Brawlers is the one that had the all-girls um, all tournament, two-day tournament in, in Cali over the weekend. Nice. I was watching it on Facebook Live. There were some great fights. Angie... You'll have to tell us about that, um, about some of your favorite fights and upcoming fighters to watch. Um, yes, beautiful brawlers. I know. I got you. I don't know why I had those two confused. I apologize. There's so I many of them, them, which is awesome that there is, you know. All, there is. All there the, is so many. Boxing meets beauty, um, all of that. It's, yeah. it's amazing to see. Yes. If only uh, we could get these promoters to promote us like that. That's what we need. I know, right? I mean, they're doing their best. They're doing their best. What they can do. I mean, you know, it's but are, they, are they doing their best? Um, you know, well, not the promoters. I'm talking about the the organization, oh, like girls just want a box yes, and beautiful flowers. And yeah, I mean, they're they're doing what they can. Um, I think that that was a huge um, benefit for the the all female tournament. That was huge yeah. for women's boxing for amateur scene. Um, yeah, the thing we need in the pros is. Um, more women trainers, uh, more women promoters, uh, more women managers, um, people that people that know the game, um, more Jackie Callens um, in all around boxing. Um, women just need other women who know what's going on, and there's just not enough of them. That's the problem. Right. Um, and more support, obviously. I mean, we're getting much more support now than we used to in my day, um, but we still have a long ways to go. We're not there yet, um, but we're getting there piece by piece. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mean to bring the UFC into this, but I wish that these promoters would promote the women like the women are promoting the UFC. Yeah. Well, I've said that since my time. Ugh. It's, it's But, I mean, we have three women headlining a major, you know, card that, and then they put the men last and yeah. it's just, and they're in commercials. I mean, they, yeah. this, you know, it just, yeah. 
the, there's money there to do it. I just don't know why. I mean, you you can look at that as far as the women there go. I mean, I think every single MMA fighter that was a champion is now an actor. Yeah. I would have loved to gotten into commentating. I really tried to get into commentating when I retired. Um, didn't have the right connections, I guess. Um, always wanted to do commentating. Always wanted to do acting. Um, every UFC female fighter that I know is in movies um, or done some kind of commentating or something. Um, there are a few women that have been in some for boxing um, in movies and stuff. Um, yeah. I just never got lucky in that way, but that's where I wanted to go after my career, but it just didn't happen. Um, I think what well, I'm trying to think of her name and sorry if I butcher it, Lucia Riker. She was a million dollar baby. Riker. She was, um, Ann Wolf was in, in, um, one of like the gladiator movies. Um, I can't think of the name of it. One of the gladiator movies. Um, I can't think of any, I can't think off the top of my head of any other female boxers that were in movies. But I mean, if you look at the MMA scene, literally every one of them is in movies. Right. And still in movies. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, women are starting to be able to commentate a little bit more now. Um, I have seen some commentating by women. Um, that's what I really went for um, when I retired was commentating, which I would hope would have led me to at least one role. But, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, it's starting to grow in that aspect too. I mean, women are starting to get a little more exposure, but yeah, we could do with a whole lot more commercials and sponsors and sponsorship uh, too. I mean, we have Modelo and uh, everything. These women are getting all the sponsorship. Yeah, PFL Angie. Yeah, PFL is a good one too. Yeah, yeah they all. They all do, but that's not boxing. We're, we're not, that's not boxing. We're not on that side of the sport. I kind I mean, I'm sure you probably have, I've contemplated, I contemplated switching over. Um, I actually was working with um, John Rosenwinkel, I think was his name. Um, MMA guy reached out to me when I was in the prime, wanted me to switch over and do it. And that was when Gina Carano was the only female. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my cyborg. She yeah. was so. Uh, I she was the only one that was like really notable at that time. Uh -huh. I started doing the training, and I couldn't freaking stand it. I could <laughs> I could do all of it, but I could not stand the freaking grappling and the jujitsu. I I was like, get the fuck off of me! Stop holding me! Like I just wanted to throw hands. I all they always every time we would practice or spar they always just grab me and they would not let me punch and oh. i was so frustrated i mean if i would have stuck with it <laughs> and actually learned how to get like get them off of me but i was like forget this crap like i just want to box like i don't want to do this right. shit. but i wish i would have because i'd have made a lot more money <laughs> um but so when i started boxing i uh the gym I was at was MMA and boxing, and I yeah. decided to, I started with Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, and then they had like a boxing class. Um, and I did Muay Thai for a really long time and Jiu Jitsu. Um, but like you said, like it's kind of boring. And yeah, one time, like <laughs> so I went back to explore Jiu Jitsu um, a few, two years ago. And, uh, my wife and I went and did the class together 
And she, I guess, has a talent in jujitsu because she whooped me down in front of everybody. Like they had this like crazy leg lock and it was like on the mat and everybody just looked at me like, you did not. I'm like, I swear I did not let her win. I did, I let her win. No, I'm just kidding. But she, yeah, in front of everybody. She let you win. I, yeah. I know you're watching. She, she let you win. Um, and I was like, she didn't, I mean, she's, she's in good shape and she's, but she's a little bit, you know, like there's a size difference. Yeah. And I'm like, she did not just do that. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. Now I'm never doing jujitsu again. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you what, yeah, if you really stick with it and you learn that style, I mean, it really don't even matter the size. You can take anybody down if you know what you're doing. Um, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't fight my way through it. Like I couldn't dig it out long enough. I was just like, this shit sucks. It's a get slower pace. Yeah. I was like, get the hell off me. Like, I just want to hit you. And I could it. So then, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. But And then you got like, I mean, I know that we're sweating and we're, you know, whatever when we're boxing, but you got like somebody laying on you and yeah. it's, it's gross. Oh, yeah, I don't really like, like it too much. No. And I was like, yeah, I did it for, a, I don't know, maybe a month. And I was like, this shit is not for me, but <laughs> man, I wish I would have stuck with it a little bit. Cause I could maybe, I don't know. I could have bought a house or I don't know. I could do something. I couldn't do right. shit with something I made in boxing. Uh, you wouldn't even know I was a fighter <laughs> because I didn't get anything it's, out of it. It's sad. And you know what's sad is we see these women on the prelims, right? Of yeah. big fight cards. Um, and it could be like, they're not, they're the first fight. Um, let's, I'm just gonna use the Jake Paul card because that's, you know, a, a big card that everybody's going to pay to go see, right? Um, you have a woman who's fighting on, let's say, the first part. Of, let's say it's the main card, but it's the first fight of the main card. And they're not even getting paid. They're still not getting paid, but they should be getting paid. Because if it was a, if it was a man, they'd be getting paid, fifth, let's say, no less than 50. I mean, yeah. yeah. And that, I feel like I'm being nice there by saying yeah. that. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. And I don't want to ask you because you're still, you know, you're still, you're still actively fighting. Um, mm -hmm. I have made it no, I don't care anymore. Um, and most people don't discuss purses and stuff like that um, because it's supposed to be a no, no. I don't give a shit anymore, period. Um, mm -hmm. The most money I ever made. And I've said this, I think on every show, because people always ask $4,000, $4,000 for my WBC title that I won in Mexico against Mia St. John. Now I can guarantee you she made way, 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 way more money than that. Um, but I was the opponent. I was the B side. I was coming in. She was the champion. Um, but I was there for almost two weeks. Now, mind you, everybody knows that women have, unless you're the top dogs right now in the business, you have to work a full-time job and train mm -hmm. and be a mom if you have kids or a wife and whatever else you have to freaking do. Right. Um, basically boxing is a, I would say a part-time part-time gig because, mm -hmm. um, as a female, you're a mother, um, you're working full time. So I worked nine to five would get off, go to the gym for two, three hours with my kids who lived in the gym basically, um, at night and then go home and do dinner and do it all over again. So, but yeah, four, 4k, $4,000 was the most I ever made um for the green belt you know i mean that's the one that they all want um and i know she made way more i still to this day don't know what she made 
but I know it was a hell of a lot more than $4,000 because she wouldn't have took $4,000. But right. I yeah. already knew I was going to win. I had already beat her once. I really didn't care because I did it because I loved it. But you think about that being there almost two weeks, I lost money. Oh, By the time you go there um, and you're off work for two weeks, um, you know, all the extra expense of all of that, I didn't make no money. And that's why after that, and I, you know, got pregnant with my second daughter. I just retired because I'm like, you know what? I've got the belt. I've already made a name for myself. I felt like at the time. Um, and I just having two kids then you, in your mind, you know, my family is just like, it's too dangerous. Like you're a mom of two now. Like you need to start being a mom of two yeah. now. Um, but I miss it every day. I mean, shit, I can't tell you that today I wouldn't decide to come back if I had the right opportunity. <laughs> right. My, husband, my husband would be right there with me, so he wouldn't be mad because we talk about it all the time. I'd have a hell of a lot of work to do because I'm so out of shape right now. It's not even funny after having a baby at 40. Don't advise it ever. Don't have That's a baby. Awesome, bro. Well, thank you. But don't have a baby at 40 because let me tell you, the shit don't come off. <laughs> don't come off like it does when you're 20 or 30. Um but yeah, no, I probably won't. But I've definitely thought about it because uh, there's some people that I would come after for those undisputed titles. Problem with it is, is you'd have to work your way up. You couldn't just go in and get that big fight. Yeah. Like you'd have to get your name back out there. You'd have to have two, three, four tune-up fights. I don't have time for all that stuff. I'm going to be 42 this year. I would need it like now. <laughs> and, you know, when you say you would have to have a couple of tune-up fights, yeah. right? Some of these now. Well, I never I'm got fights i don't know about you but i never got two enough fights um and i i don't want to say i want to i don't want to say that i don't want to see any of my tune-up fights no um and i think that's rare for the boxers right now yeah um you know you have people i'm just gonna say it paying for fights yeah and how crazy would it be to go to your employer and say hey or not somebody you're not employed by hey can i put you on my resume i'll pay you to put you on my resume but um just to say like i i, I did this and it's like yeah. like that's one thing i've promised myself and i know it's very common and i feel like it is even more common right now is people are paying for their fights yeah i will not pay for a fight no no, no. Um, I don't know anybody personally that would do that. I do know a lot of people are doing that. Um, and it's sad. It's very sad, especially considering the sport is finally growing some. There's no need. Like, there's no need for it now. Um, it's definitely uncomfortable. Let's fight each other. Yeah. There's plenty of us that have close enough records to be fighting each other. But yeah, we're, absolutely. We're not. No. No. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's it sucks and it's sad. But, I mean, I know... I feel like the girls, I mean, I don't know about all the girls, like, but I know the bigger ones are definitely making bigger paydays. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope that even people on your level or lower experience are making bigger paydays than I was making in my time. So that way we know at least we're making progress. Um, right. Generation to generation, we're still growing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And I, I don't know. I think Jackie Callen asked me last week, like, how do I feel about three minutes? And I was, I don't even ask that question anymore. The, the rate, the way I feel about the three minutes is when you pay us equal, that's when I feel we should fight three minutes. I know that's that we want to fight three minutes. 
I know that every single female wants to, I'm sure you want to fight three minutes because we want to be known. We want to be equal. Like we don't want there to but be. But when you put it that way, now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, here's you're right. my point. And, yeah. And Jackie was kind of take it back when I said it. She's like, you know what? Yeah. And she's like, what do you think about the three minutes? Like, do you think we should fight? And I said, no. And here's why. Because we're already being screwed at every angle that you can be screwed from as female athletes. And this is not just boxing. This is every female sport there is. None of them are equal to the men. Boxing, I think, is worse than the other sports. But me personally, I would never sign a contract to do a three-minute round until you pay me equal to the men of the same. And they don't have to be the champions or whatever. Whatever men are the same experience and record level as me or ranking at the time as me when you pay me the same as you're paying them i will fight a three minute round but until then i'm not putting in that extra work for the same freaking pay that i'm making now why right why pay me equal and then we can do a three minute round until then I like you can, that. yeah that's just how I feel about the scenario. That's how I've always felt. And that's even when I was fighting and people would ask me about three minutes. I would say, absolutely not. I already trained three minutes with 30 seconds in between. That's how I trained. Mm -hmm. I could easily do the three minute rounds. But why? I'm already getting screwed. I'm already not making money. I'm losing money. I'm doing it for the love of the sport. Nothing more. Like, what else do you want to take from me? Why would I give you that much more the women's fights are already more entertaining there's way yeah. more action way more action in women's higher fights. pace higher higher pace most women fight the want to fight or will fight the best uh opponents you know there's still some but most of the women want to fight the best women out there and they try to get those fights most right. i can't say all because there's still some that don't um and we're already taking it from the back. So why would we take another bullet and fight an extra, you know, whatever the case may be, four minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, however many rounds. Why would I put in that much more work for, for no benefit if I'm not benefiting from it? Right. Show me the money first. Then we can talk about adding in more time because I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it. I mean, that's my personal opinion. People probably don't agree. Some people don't agree with that. They just want to be equal, but I'm not doing it for nothing. I'm already doing it for nothing. Right. I'm already fighting when I'm fighting for nothing. So you got to make it worth it. Like you said, we take time from our, our jobs. Yeah. You, you know? take time from work. I work a full-time job. Yeah. And I mean, I, me have, have always, my whole career had at least one child. Um, I mean, I can remember, I mean, Rita, everybody, Rita, all, everybody at the gym helped me with my first daughter uh my husband you know everybody that was there we just took turns i mean there's a, there was a photo of me in a local um chicago paper somebody that was in i don't even they weren't even like doing an interview on me i don't think at the time but i got out of the sparring because she you know she needed a bottle and handed her the bottle with my gloves on and there that was the photo they put in the paper like it was a spanish paper so i don't remember what it said because i couldn't read it but I just remember the photo was me handing my daughter a bottle with my boxing gloves on. And then I was getting back in the ring, but that's just how it was. Um, but we already give up enough. Like yeah. we already give up enough. That's time away from your kids, time away from your spouse, time away. I mean, men have it so easy. I feel like men have it so easy. They just go away for training camp. Yeah. Like 
and focus. And they get paid sometimes just go and go to someone's training yeah. camp. And Good money too. Yeah. And we have to sit here and be a mom and a wife and, you know, and work and, and then do this part time. I was laughing with Jackie last week saying, imagine if we back in the day or even now could train full time as a fighter, how much better of fighters we would have been. Because I don't even consider myself a part back then. I wasn't even a part time fighter. I was a quarter fighter. That's yeah. how much time I had to train within being a mom and working full time. I mean, I'd get two hours a night, you know, five, five days a week, six days a week at best training for yeah. fights. So, I mean, you're talking eight to 10 hours a week of training time. I would. I mean, imagine if we work trained all day, oh, five days a week, two, three workouts a day, like the men do. We would have been a whole different freaking fighters. We would be. Um, yeah, 100%. I remember training for, well, all my fights. So at the time um, when I was training for the Hannah fight, the Cheyenne fight, all my title fights, I was working and still do work a full-time job. But I would run. I was a manager at a factory, and I would run in the factory to get my just to make sure I'm getting my three miles a day. Yeah. And you know, it was so motivating to um some of the women that I managed that they ended up jumping in on the runs with me. Yeah, like on your breaks or whatever. Yeah. No, they we did. So it was a 15 minute break. I would get a mile and a half and they would get their little, you know, mile in and you know, it was it was motivation for me. They you know, um a lot of them were were uh, Latinas and you know they'd be like come on Sarita my campiona like let's do this and you know what that was the best part of my camp like they motivated me and um yeah. you know I didn't have that I it was wake up I had uh conditioning very early and then I had to go work you know eight to ten hours and then go to my boxing at night so it was like you got to get that run in in the middle of the day and yeah so that's how I did it and um because you I wasn't making money from boxing. No, I, I had to. I had to work. Um, yeah. I was so you know, just got to make do with what you got. And if you want it bad enough, you're, you're gonna. Yeah, I mean, you find do. the time, and you. I mean, it was enough for me at the time. Obviously, I mean, I think it did okay. So I mean, it was enough. But I just like sit there, and you like look back, and you're like, like imagine what kind of fighters we could have been mm-hmm. if we had the luxury of training full training camps full time like the men do like getting a good night rest like getting i mean yeah yeah i just i don't know i fantasize about it sometimes like what could i like how much better could we have been if we just had the time but i'm hoping before my career is over that you know i get that you know i i will say i've gotten paid decent um yeah but I want that big payout and I hope that I get the exposure before, you know, it's too late for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope to see it in my day, um, you know, cause I'm only 30. Yeah. You got like time. The women peak out a little bit later. So yeah, you got time. We'll see, we'll you got see. Time. We'll see what happens. Um, so back focus, I guess a little bit on track. Do you have any fights or anything coming up or anything in the works? I do not have anything scheduled. Um, I'm staying ready. And I'm laser focused on what's to come next. Uh, you know, we do have a plan on what where we want to be. I, I do want to fight at 140. I feel like uh, that's where I can make a good home for myself. Um, you know, there are a few fights that 
I would take at 54 or 47 if it was the right opponent. But, um, you know, 140 is where I want to make a home at. Okay, got you. Um, so I know that I asked this question to everybody that's on the show because we, you know, we want to expose the behind the scenes BS that all of us have to go through. And I'm every single one of us have gone through something. So it, have you had any experiences uh, personally that some bullshit or any like dirty, nasty shit you've had to go through in women's oh. boxing? I mean, of course. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to spill the tea on all of it, but give us at least one thing that you've had to deal with. Because I, I feel like the future generations need to really know the truth. Um, so that every just, single one of our generations have had to go through to get it where we are, if that um, makes sense. So I had a situation one time where I had to, I was fighting for a belt um and none of the sanctioning was done for the belt so it was kind of like was the belt legit was it not legit um and it you know and it was failed on the you know on who was handling all that and i thought you know i worked so hard to have this and it's like I, it's not even like i'm actually being rewarded for it um and then obviously you know when i fought hannah um they messed up my plane ticket <laughs> <laughs> um, they were supposed to fly me in earlier, so they actually flew me in later. Um, and, you know, that's a long flight. It's a hard yes. time to recover. Um, so that was another situation. And, you know, I had to make the best of what I had for that. You know, yes. I was tired. And I remember in the um, press conference, you know, before the fight, they – we're like, hey, do you feel jet lagged? And I'm like, no. I'm like, have you seen it? Like, I'm telling you, I, I did feel tired. I was tired. Yeah. Like, no, don't show it. I mean, you yeah, know, just don't let them know. Yeah, you know. They do it on purpose. You know that. I mean, they do it on purpose. Yeah, they um, do that stuff on purpose. But yeah, I've had I've had situations like that, and you know, I've actually had a situation where I was supposed to fight on um a fight card, and the promoter was he told me, hey. Uh, you know, here's your tickets. We got your opponent. Um, and my opponent ended up being given to somebody else. And then, you know, the promoter's like, well, you can pay for this fight, but you got to front up this money. Um, and then I had an, and when he sent me the contract for it, he tells me that after he sends me the contract, I see another manager CC'd on my contract. That's, um, you know, could be a potential a manager he's a manager of a potential opponent in the future so that you know i've had yeah i've had a lot yeah. of crazy things like that happen um, yeah a lot of crazy stories a lot of crazy stories every single one of us have them um i've i've shared a few of mine on the shows but not, not all of them we'll get to them but uh one at a time one at a time um so who is um who are you aiming for like who's the opponent you want um to fight like who do you, who's your dream fights or who do you feel like you want next um so a good fight for me um as we were talking about the hannah fight moved past that don't want that rematch don't care about that but i wouldn't mind fighting terry harper who won those belts um yep. i know terry harper came up from 130 to get the belts and um I like that fight. I think it would make for a good fight. And I, I wouldn't mind having another shot at the belts that, you know, I did have the shot at. So, yeah. um, not because I don't, I, I think she's a phenomenal athlete. Um, I think it would make for a good fight style. 
you know, our styles are um, different, but uh, I think it would make for a great fight. So that would be one fight that I would love to have an opportunity and um, it would be a big fight. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, over the summer, you know, I had a call to fight Jessica Kamara at 140. Um, I wasn't able to take that opportunity because I was going through, I lost my dad to cancer. So, um, he did pass away and it was, you know, within like a week after he passed away and it just, you know, I think you have to be there all mentally. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't mind that fight in the future either. Yeah. Um, that would be I, I, I respect her as a athlete as well. And I think she's phenomenal. And I, I would like to have a, a shot at that too. You know, I think that would be a good fight for me at 140, a big fight. Um, you know, and you know, why not put a card like a fight like that on a good card? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that would definitely be a good fight for you. Um, and hopefully, um, I'm so sorry to hear about your father, by the way. No, uh, thank you. And I hopefully that the promoters and everybody involved would understand the situation and, and why you turned it down and not that you just didn't, you just turned down a fight. Um, and yeah. that they would give you enough respect to give you that opportunity again, um, to give you that call again. So hopefully maybe that will be, um, you know, one of your next fights in the future, hopefully. Yeah. No, and who I mean, knows, maybe they're watching this and they, and they'll, they'll hear you. Yeah. And, right. Uh, yeah. We can, that's we the can point. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. That's why we're calling them out. That's why we're putting that out on the show. Um, um so I guess uh the next question I want to know is I think you kind of already touched on this but like your your role models or idols in women's boxing like past fighters like who do you um think you take after or look up to or you know idolize things like that. Um so we talked about Tish, uh, Mary um I don't know if many people know but there is a fighter that has trained me, helped me with many of my camps, Jerry Seitz. Yeah, I know so, the name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, she's kind of been in some of the situations that you and I have been in um, yeah. as far as not getting the decision that we thought we should have had. And yeah. um, she's a phenomenal fighter. Um, Rita, gosh, Christy Martin. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I did get to corner a, a fighter on Christy Martin's show one time and I did get to meet her. Um, she's her story, everything about her and her style. I really resonate yeah. with that head movement, make a yeah. miss, make a pay style. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's so yeah. many, I could literally yeah, go all day. Many. I mean, you could literally go on and on all day with names of females, but, um, good list, good list there. Um, and all great women. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Christy Martin at the inductions and she will be on the show, um, later on this year too. Um, but yeah, phenomenal. And I just love her style. Um, she had that bulldog style yet. Um, she had good movement. Um, and she always went straight. I mean, just kind of similar to both. I think you have a similar style to me, but just like that bulldog go forward style, like I'm coming, like it don't matter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I, I, I always looked up to her, um, and her style. She just had that go get them style. Um, so yeah, absolutely definitely earned um everything she has gotten in this sport for sure yeah um before i guess we get to the ending question that i have for you is there anything that i missed that you want to talk about before we get to the end of the show oh not that i can think off off the top of my head um okay you know we covered i always like to ask that though because i have had somebody was like damn i wish we would have talked about that and i so, okay, well, let me make sure I ask. Is there something that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? 
Um, but if nothing you can think of, I guess then, then that's good. I guess I, I think I try, I just try to touch on everything, but you know, sometimes we, we get to rambling and I forget to ask something or whatever, but, um, I always like to give the opportunity to make sure we didn't miss anything. Yeah. Um, so then I guess the last question I have for you will be the same as I always ask everybody, what is the ending message that you would like to give to all the, um, up and coming young females that want to, you know, get into boxing or want to fight, become champions. What's the message that you would like to give to them? Oh, wow. Um, you know, be you don't, um, I feel like that's important. Anything you do is got to You got to show who you really are. Don't be anybody that you're not. Um, and be true to yourself. Um, I feel like that's a message that I could give any athlete, like always be true to yourself and, you know, persist on trying to accomplish that goal. Like, don't think that you can't do it. Um, because anything that you put your mind to, you really can't accomplish. And I tell my team that all the time, um, at the end of our, um, practices, we all put our hands in and we say, who's the best boxer? I am. Who's the best yeah. boxer? I am. Like, you have to believe that. You have to yeah. believe that you're the best. Um, and don't let all the outside noise get to you. Um, Cause everybody's gonna talk and I feel like, you know, just keep your, keep that vision, keep that, keep your why, keep your vision and accomplish what you were set out to do. Absolutely, absolutely, totally agree with that. Um, well, again, I wanna thank you for coming on the show. I feel like we um, definitely, touched on a little bit of everything. Uh, we know who you want to fight next. So hopefully uh, they're listening and we can get that fight, get those fights for you um, and get you back out there soon. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you and finally getting to sit down with you and talk to you. Um, like I said, I, I watched your fight in, in 2020 and I've known that you've been working with Sam and obviously that you were from Illinois. So I try to follow all the Illinois yeah. fighters. Um, so it was nice to actually be able to talk to you and I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Um, and I hope uh, a lot of your people were watching and got, got some good info. Absolutely. And uh, thank uh, you for having me. And thank you for paving the way for us women, you know, and setting this up so that we can have somewhere to speak and voice, you know, how we feel about women's boxing and just to kind of let people know a little bit about ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I definitely, I mean, I, I'll always have a love for boxing and, and especially female boxing. And I, I always will follow female boxing and, you know, I always wanted to open my own gym and there's so much stuff that I wanted to do, but everybody knows everything costs money and you got to have the connections and, you know, the stuff just didn't pan out the way I wanted to. Um, but after the inductions, I had um, did an interview um, with the Stafford Boxing Report, who is part of Talking Fight. Um, and we kind of talked from there and it, it just kind of all fell into place. You know, at first I was like, oh, I don't know, like, it's a lot of work, but you know, then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, like I want females to have a voice and I want somewhere for them to come and feel comfortable. Um, and I feel like having another female, um, from the same background, um, and been there, done that. Um, and especially like, I don't know, I guess just the background that I've had, um, tough, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the oppositions that I faced, I just feel like I, I had, um, a good spotlight for people to come and feel open with me. Um, yes, and my yes. whole goal with it when, like, when I talked to him was like, I want it to be about the truth though. Like I want people to know everything that we have come, like all of the past generations to the future generations, everything that we have all come together and done and gone through 
to pave the way each generation, generation, generation. I kind of feel like I, I'm saddened a little bit because I feel like the generation of today is kind of lost. I wouldn't say lost respect for the past generations and the pioneers, but have kind of forgotten um, in the spotlight that they're in right now that there were so many before that literally put yeah. a piece of brick down on that road all the way from decades and decades and decades ago to where it is today. Um, I know when I fought, I used to always like pay respects to past fighters. Um, I always talked about past fighters and I kind of feel like that's sort of losing its path. So that's kind of why I really want to jump on this. And I hope that eventually we start growing enough that everybody starts buzzing about it and everybody comes in and starts watching and learning because everybody's story is different. Everybody's story yeah. is unique. Um, you can learn so much from some of these, these women. Um, and they're so inspiring. Um, yours too. I mean, everybody's stories are so inspiring and so special and they're so informative. Like you can, yeah. like all the people that want to fight, you can learn so much from all of these fighters. And I've been lucky yeah. enough, um, that a lot of these girls are like, you know, for you, I'll do, I'll do the interview. I mean, I'm booked all the way out till April of next year. That's how far I'm booked out. Um, and I'm, I'm blessed and honored that these girls would, you know, do that for me um, because of the position of, you know, my past with boxing and, and you know, my history. Um, but there's so much that people have to look forward to on here um, and so many great stories. But I just feel like I want to give the future girls like lessons and stories and people to really see what we've all gone through to get it to where it is today. Because I know like a lot of the girls today probably feel like, oh, well, I did that. Well, we didn't have the Olympics and we didn't have the exposure and we didn't have yes. the days and we didn't have none of the shit that, that, that there is today. Um, and it was worse before my generation, but I just kind of feel like it's losing, it was losing its, its spark of respect for the past generations, um, which is what really made me decide to do it. Um, yeah. And hopefully it starts growing enough that, People will start listening and learning and remembering, I guess, everybody that yes. put a little piece of that puzzle together to get it where it is today. Like, I don't want people to be forgotten. That's really where my passion came from. So I appreciate you coming on and I'm hopefully we keep continue to grow and we get more viewers and um, everybody just comes together in that sisterhood that we are. And, you know, we just all work together. I, I love I love hearing everybody's story personally. So like I'm super excited every week. Like oh my god, like I'm gonna I'm gonna learn something new that I didn't know about such and such. Or you know it's exciting. Um, and I work hard on it. I put a lot of time and effort into every week. I mean I write it all out. I type it all out. And I don't know. I, I put my time in. So I think we've got some great shows. And um, I did have somebody comment today and say they were so excited to see that I have a current fighter coming on. Um, oh, because awesome. I mean, I've only, you're only my eighth show, so we're still new, uh, my eighth episode, but, um, they, you know, they were excited to say, oh my gosh, like we got a current fighter coming on, like this is exciting. So, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a different, you know, a different thing every week. So, um, I'm glad people that are starting to comment and, you know, on the shares and people are starting to like the posts and it's, it's exciting. So, but I was honored to have you on. I, I will always consider you a stable mate and I'm excited to finally sit down and talk with you and um, we'll, we'll stay in touch. We'll definitely Absolutely. stay in touch. 
Um, all right. So like I said, I will have um, Eric pull you back stage. If you'd like to stay, you can. I'll be out in just a minute. Otherwise, if you got to run, I totally understand. And we can talk later. But if you're still there when I get out, um, we can talk about how it went. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. for coming. All right, guys. So we had Sarah Savage French in here in the building. Um, I hope every one of you enjoyed the show. Um, I want to thank you all once again so, so much for coming and joining in. Um, everybody that commented in the comments, um, Angie, girls just want a box. Tony, um, I know there was another one. Um, Night Gangsta, thank you so much, guys, for commenting. It makes it so much more fun. If you guys ever have questions or you want to ask the guest or me a question, please feel free to throw it in the comments. I will get to them and read every single one, I promise. I uh, appreciate you guys being here. Um, I definitely hope you guys all enjoyed it. Please, please do like, subscribe, and share um, the post once it's posted. Um, spread the word. Let everybody know about the show. Tell them all about No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. We are trying to get the buzz going and spread the word um, and get more people in here um, viewing live and um, even watching after the fact. Um, we have such amazing stories, um, and you can learn so much from every one of the girls that's on this show. Um, so that's the goal. So definitely spread the word. Let people know. Tell them to come watch it. Share it with them. Um, also, there is now a donut, but donate button down below. You can donate directly to me and my show if you so would like to. It's appreciated, but you do not have to. Um, also, please definitely follow all of my social media platforms so that you can stay informed about who's going to be on the show. Um, I don't know what that is, but I guess you're going to buy me a coffee. I don't know. <laughs> Got me cracking up over here. I don't know what that was, but maybe you know what it was. I don't know what it was. Um, but definitely make sure you're following me on all social media platforms so that you can stay informed on who's going to be on the show every single week. Um, I have my boxing page under, of course, Brooke, No Mercy, Deardorf, hash Millbrook. And then also the podcast page, of course. No punches pulled with no mercy. I have both pages on every single social media platform there is from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Definitely go follow them all so you can stay informed on who's coming up. Um, I also have a group now on Facebook, No Punches Pulled with No Mercy, where you can come in. Um, we can talk about fights, upcoming fights, past fights, who's going to be on the show, anything you want to talk about. So join the group. Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with me tonight. I will see you all again, same time, same place next Tuesday, of course, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the next amazing episode of No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. But until then, remember, punch hard because nothing else matters. Bye-bye. <laughs>